All right, you ready to do this? Yeah. Okay, I got an intro. Okay, sweet. Spoiler alert! Here is this week's show show with Sweets and Slaney. So, <laughs> oh, okay. in that picture of three-year-old me in a giant 10-gallon hat... <laughs> Not quite. You are holding a gun, though. I like how relaxed everyone was well, with the firearm. The very idea that. of cattle horrifies me in that picture. Yeah. <laughs> what is our, oh, it's supposed to be like you're on a horse, but the whole entire horse isn't able to be seen. Is that what it is? I think so. You know what? I've never really like... I've never really done a deep dive on the context of that picture before. Yeah. It's always just kind of been in the basement of my houses. And I've oh. always just kind of like casually looked at it like, oh, that's a cute thing I did you when got, I was a kid. You got to ask your parents, what was that day like? Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, even though I loved kids, I was, or I loved cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> I loved cowboys. I was a shy kid. And so I have to imagine I hated having to do that. Like, that is exploitation of a child right there. You were about to say, even though I loved kids, I was a shy cowboy, which would have been just a good sentence. That's a good setup for a story. Yeah, no, like, I I, I did love cowboys, but I have to imagine that wasn't an easy sell. Or at least in the moment, I must have been very uncomfortable. Because that is just exploiting your cute child for cute points. Right. To be like, he likes this thing. Yeah. This place exists where they'll take a cowboy picture. He might not like it now. He'll look like a buccaneer. But, like, this is the same as if I was in, like, a little kid pageant. Isn't a buccaneer uh He'll look like a buckaroo, but isn't a buccaneer a pirate? You're right. A buckaroo. <laughs> yeah. It's like... I don't know. Okay. That's <laughs> a California fine. buccaneer. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? How was your week? Uh, good. Good. My yeah. week has been kind of slow nutty slow not nutty necessarily it's just like i don't even know if slow is the right word i just kind of feel like there's nothing going on in the world blah i feel kind of blah you feel kind of blah i feel kind of blah about things sure i really want to walk to work more often yep but there's always like something preventing me from having the time to do that in the morning even though it only takes like 20 minutes to Mm -hmm. do i just end up needing those 20 minutes for something else in the moment yeah i always wake up with the intent of being active and then i'm like ah well you're like i have 20 minutes i could like shave or i could go early and walk to work and you shaving was up... one of the things there you go i've also decided that uh not shaving often enough is one of the reasons i get kind of blue oh yeah that's interesting that was like one of the things that a lot of like the uh a lot of like people in like prison camps and stuff are like shave every day yeah or else you'll lose your mind that makes sense yeah that's kind of interesting kind of like keep it all together i mean i'll never shave every routine. day and I look ridiculous with no facial hair at all. Yeah. But like I have like an appropriate amount of growth right now. In like two days, I'll start to look like a hobo. And that's when I start to feel bad about myself. <laughs> so this is a, a, a pattern you've noticed. Well, only recently. But okay. there's, there's been like two or three days since I shaved where I look at myself in the mirror and I'm not horrified. Really? <laughs> so I just need to stay on top of that. I did the full face shave. And honestly, I was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to try to grow this back immediately. So it was jarring when you shaved. Yeah. Yeah. People were up in arms about it. Everyone was talking about it. <laughs> so, up so in arms. People either didn't realize at all mm-hmm. or were like, whoa, that's so insane. I've also found it really difficult to prep a radio show this week. Ah. Like I said to Becky, Donald Trump has ruined the prepping of the trivial radio show for right. sure because he's just like polluting the internet of anything like light you might want to address. You can't right. talk about Trump on your radio show every day. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump's made it worse. Uh, there has never been a day since his election mm-hmm. that there has been as much Trump stuff on the internet mm-hmm. as there is Roseanne stuff on the internet this week. Right. She is more pollutant this week than anything I have ever seen on the internet. Yeah. And there are only two things anybody is talking about. So should we celebrate that we got Roseanne canceled? <laughs> we single-handed. We did it. Yeah, we, we did it. We didn't give the show our ass. Right. It said, Sweets and Slaney. Don't give the show their ass. Then the show went on to be a huge pop cultural phenomenon. Exactly. I and think then it got canceled. That's right. <laughs> Man, what a piece of shit that woman is. I Can know. I just come out and say it? I, I actually didn't see the, the tirade. I believe it. It wasn't a tirade. It was one tweet. One tweet killed the legacy of her entire series. Can you censorly say what the tweet was? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to Google it to get it word for word. I'm not going to censor it. It's just, it, it's not like she said the N-word or anything. I actually didn't know. Like, I wasn't going to put that I'm not going to look it up because okay. people people have heard it. But it's it, she's referring to this woman who used to work in the Obama administration, who is a black woman, okay. and uh, called her, uh, she made a Planet of the Apes reference. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah you 
Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible. And so, like, Wanda Sykes left the show. And then ABC canceled the show, which I actually thought was a baller move. Because if you remember, back before there was any talk about, or any actual real threat of Trump becoming the president, and he was just being incredibly racist and also hosting The Apprentice, mm-hmm. NBC let a lot of stuff go before they right. finally fired him for being racist. Right. Uh, and ABC wasted no time. And they were making money on that show. Yeah. Like, they've had to, they've had to cancel their planned Emmy campaign for Roseanne, which is also preposterous that they think it's... That anything gets a planned campaign is so ridiculous. But, but I mean, some stuff is objectively good. Like, I, somebody said to me today, somebody I really respect it said, it's a shame because the show was good. And I was like, are you serious? Yeah. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It objectively was not good. I don't know that it objectively was not good because people liked it. I don't know. I like stuff that's objectively not good. <laughs> So, yes, but that's all, it's all a measurement of, of sweet status. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a measurement of sweet's opinion. Yeah. Which is like, yeah. no, it's objectively not good in sweet's opinion. No, I think some, st- I think <laughs> liking stuff and disliking stuff is subjective, but I think there is such a thing as objective low quality. Like that was lowbrow humor. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I mean, I, I think there was times maybe where they were being like subversive. Sure. And well, and like I think throughout that's, the history of that's the show, that's what's but, kept Roseanne going. I'm right. talking about this reboot, which yeah. I mean, John Goodman, Laurie Metcalf didn't need to begin with. No. Sarah Gilbert didn't need to begin with. No. Certainly not Wanda Sykes and Lorne, uh, uh, Norm Macdonald and yeah. uh, and Whitney. Like I, I don't understand the Why big deal. Any of them did it. Yeah, I know. I think it's because they were a lot of people were in love with the show. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah, and that's that's because to each their own. Honestly. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it. It makes it's a show that makes me feel uncomfortable and kind of depressed. Yep, it's a show that you just really hate. Well, and they were just really pushing politics on it. Like it wasn't like it's that's right. Like it was a, a show about people who love Trump. It wasn't about like the Connors family. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Well, that's what it was supposed to be about. The Connors family was I, the idea. I realized, but, but it they just, just got too overshadowed by. But they made every episode about that. Like, yeah. you know, Muslim family moves in next door. Oh, really? Roseanne can't handle it. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I, like, obviously, I didn't follow up on it. I, I can't watch something if I actually think it's bad. No, and I didn't I didn't watch it either. I you just, just read, you read things. And then that. she apologized. She left Twitter. She's not very good at leaving Twitter. She came back immediately. <laughs> and she said, she's very sorry. And I actually thought this was this was cool. She she ask that people not defend her because like a lot of people are like what about freedom of speech which is ridiculous um she's like no don't defend me it was not good of me to say that right. and then and then she called it uh 2 a.m ambient tweeting yeah i heard that she was kind of starting to turn it on ambient right and so ambient came out yeah uh, the company the pharmaceutical company that makes ambient were like there are lots of side effects of ambient racism is not one of them <laughs> oh did they which say I that thought was kind of funny nice. and then roseanne had to come out again today and be like i'm not blaming ambient and blaming myself right i think ambient is a quality product and i <laughs> don't, don't think anyone should judge their uh, their character so i think she is officially done there's a thing going around on reddit today it was a tv guide uh magazine cover from the 80s a tv mm-hmm. guide on the cover of which is Roseanne Barr and Bill Cosby. And oh. nothing from this image holds up. That did like, not age Like, well. not Bill Cosby, not Roseanne Barr, not TV wow. Guide. <laughs> like, none of it holds up wow. over time. And so that's gone away forever. There's been a lot of uh, toxicity in, in popular culture. We had uh, Morgan Freeman. Yeah. That was disappointing. Whoa. We just started talking about, like, how he was going to be the voice of the train station. Yeah, Vancouver. He's gonna be the be, conductor. Yeah, which is kind of silly because he's not from Vancouver. No, we were saying it was kind of a cliche, like, oh, this guy's gonna be the narrator. It's of such the... an on the nose. He has to be the narrator of everything. Right. And then Seth Rogen, who is a person from Vancouver, was like, "Well, I have a recognizable voice. I'll do it." Yeah, I don't think that'll happen. I think that would be awesome. I, think I do it would too. Be the greatest thing for the city of Vancouver to just accept that. It's very, it's very fitting, like the stoner vibe. Yeah, of Seth Rogen. It, <laughs> So eight women have accused uh, Morgan Freeman of uh, inappropriate sexual misconduct on movie sets. And just in the last few years, like the movie Going the Distance, where they play old men who rob a bank. Uh, yeah. Is that what it's called? Going the Distance? Yeah. He was in a movie called Going the Distance. Maybe There's it was a movie called movie. Going the Distance. I don't anyway, know the one where they rob a bank with Alan Arkin. Like Alan Arkin had to be like, Morgan Freeman, stop saying that stuff to women. Really? Yeah. Wow. I know. And now they're like... Now his lawyers are threatening to sue CNN for reporting on it because they say it's not true. Okay. At fr- this is always the weird thing where like 
Old man does something creepy and old man-ish. Yeah. He apologizes for making people uncomfortable. Yeah. Says it was misunderstood, but I'm totally sorry for anybody I mistreated. Mm -hmm. The next day says it's a lie. So like, right. Pick a story. Yeah. Pick a lane and stick with it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So that might be another reputation besmirched. Do you think, um, yeah, there, who, who is someone who's been accused and it's kind of just like gone away away for it? Um, I know like Franco's working on season two of the deuce. Yeah. I, th- I feel like if you said Dustin Hoffman had a new movie coming out, people wouldn't be like, <gasps> it would depend. Like he would, they wouldn't put him on Stephen Colbert to promote it. Right. Cause Colbert would say something. Oh yeah. You know, or John Oliver or John Oliver who, yeah, he's not who going on that show something. anytime soon. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to think of somebody who, I mean, there are certain people who have continued to deny it. Like what's his name from, from entourage. Oh yeah, uh, Jeremy Piven. Yeah, but I don't know that he's got like a big career ahead of him anyway. No, I think his best moments are behind him. Yeah, we thought that before though. Yeah, before Entourage, and yeah. then boom, that's right. The supernova called Entourage came along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean Aziz. Like there are certain guys. Yeah, who, right. I don't. I don't know. I mean, like I want Aziz to come back. To be mm-hmm. perfectly honest, but I don't know. Like he's he's hiding in shame right now. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, but like, is he ever going to come out? And like, I, I often think that Howard Stern is the right place for those guys to go if they want to make an effort to make a comeback. Yeah, because they can speak openly about it, and they won't get misquoted because mm-hmm. it's like a full long form interview, and the clips will go around. Right. What if you misspoke in an interview with Howard Stern? How crazy would that be? Give me an example of like. <laughs> I don't what, know. What Just like, say. what if you were like, I mean, you make one mistake. I mean, like. <laughs> that wasn't the. I made another mistake. It was wasn't the, the that girl like that. Okay, there were that girl wasn't. The, I mean, what if you went on Howard Stern and said Angelina Jolie is a seven? Has that happened? Yeah, by a guy who now goes by the title of President of the United States. He used to routinely <laughs> go on on Howard Stern and rate women. Rate women. That was the that was the segment with Trump. He would like and rate Angelina women. Angelina Jolie was a seven. Yeah, he talked about how like actors are not pretty. Models are pretty. Uh, because he was promoting the Miss Universe pageant, or right? The hell, yeah. So, what other was there? Another uh, one that he gave? There's an like... endless, an endless sea of disgusting Donald Trump appearances on Howard Stern. Really, an endless sea. <laughs> That's actually kind of amazing. Oh, you don't uh, have to look. You don't have to dig that deep. No, no. You could just find like the ten most heinous Donald Trump quotes at any point. Uh, Harvey Weinstein arrested. Yeah. Turned him in and turned himself in. Yeah. He arrested for like rape charges. Yeah. Which I found pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. For a number of accounts and they, he, he looked thin walking into the police station. Did you notice that? I didn't see any of the clips. I just saw like, like B roll pictures of him. So yeah. I think he was full size. He was carrying books and like all these conspiracy theories have started over like what the books refer to. Like one like of the books the was by, books. it was a biography of Elia Kazan who was, I think he, uh, he ousted communists like during like McCarthy era Hollywood. And so he was blacklisted from Hollywood. And so a lot of people are saying that like he's likening himself to Elia Kazan because he's also been blacklisted from Hollywood, (sighs) which I mean, it's kind of, the theory kind of checks out. It just would be a dumb thing for him to do. Like why, first of all, why are you bringing books to the police station anyway? Like (laughs) in case it's a long wait. I need you guys to read these. All the proof you need is in here. This is very silly. But I mean, well, what's interesting is that he turned himself in. We knew he was going to turn himself in. Yeah. He turned himself in mm-hmm. and then he intends to plead not guilty to everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. He must have, he must have turned himself in on the grounds that like, they must have said, just so you know, we're going to come arrest you tomorrow. So if you want to come to the police station and make it look like you're being a bigger person, yeah. you can do that or we can come knock your door down. If you want to try to take a plane somewhere, you're yeah. going to be stopped. No, they revoked his passport. Oh, did they? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think um I, well, speaking of conspiracy theories, um I heard while I was getting my hair cut tonight about this thing called the Mandela effect. Yeah, you never heard of the Mandela effect. Well, I I didn't know that there was kind of a conspiracy theory edge to it. Mm. How it's like, oh no, the government is going back and changing the lines. Like people, people they dug into my parents' basement and recovered all of my Berenstain books. That's my right, Berenstain Bear books. That's right. Like, <laughs> like people, people think that uh, 
the whole thing is based around the premise that Mandela actually died in prison. Yeah. But like, no, he died in like 2013. Yeah. A lot of people thought that Nelson Mandela had died in prison, but he was like still alive and an old man. Yeah. And and like ran the country for a while. Yeah. Um, in any case, they kind of equate that to like, there's certain things and we've talked about the silly star Wars, um, quote before. Yeah. That's a, well, Luke, I am your father. Right. It's not the quote. It's not the quote, but people say that, Oh no, these things are changed. Like the government has actually like made modifications. Which or is like, so changed. silly. And, and my hairdresser was also saying that there's a whole conspiracy theory that we all died of like nuclear war. What, did we all die? There was like a nuclear fallout in in 2012. Right, and all of our memories have been changed. Did by I, I I hope that this is okay for me to name somebody. But did Ashley cut your hair tonight? Which one's Ashley? The young one with like the red hair. No, because she cut my hair like a month ago, and Slaney and I go to the same place to get our hair cut, mm-hmm. and she filled me in on this whole conspiracy theory about how Avril Lavigne is dead. <laughs> no, and she really believes it. Oh, she believes yeah, that she she's actually really, died. She's really in on it. Oh my god! So I wondered if maybe we're both seeing the same no conspiracy Multiple theorist hairdresser. Conspiracy talks there though. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's quite the the bubbling cauldron of conspiracy. We actually had a long talk, and I came in. and I was like, "Hey, you like binging any new shows?" Yeah. And then by the end, I started to believe that she was uh, like kind of trying to like get me to ask her out. <laughs> oh. Although I mentioned that I had a girlfriend like a couple times, she was like. Yeah, you know, I just... This is after a vigorous shampoo. (laughs) A a shampoo that I must say was with serious feeling. Lots of passion. A lot of passion. (laughs) A heavy shampoo. And she said... Then she went for broke and she just pulled out her craziest topics of conversation. Then as she was putting out... No, it kind of started there. Oh, okay, We were all over the place. Yeah. And then when she was kind of drying my hair, she was like, yeah, you know, like, I just wish I had someone to like watch these shows with like i spent so much time watching shows and like i was like oh okay i gotta just (laughs) what the hell yeah be like you think that's kind of like it does sound like a come on yeah but maybe it's not maybe Maybe, she's and maybe it wasn't she's within her right to just like lament that she doesn't have someone to say that without me like interjecting in any way yeah as i obviously wouldn't because i'm happily engaged (laughs) no but it's not unreasonable for you to you didn't but, bring up the fact that you got engaged while you're... Because that should be your talking point number one when you're getting a haircut. No, because she, like, she doesn't know me well enough to be like, I'm engaged now. I guess, but you just think that like the first thing they ask is, so what's going on? You'd be like, oh, I got engaged recently. I don't like to be showy about stuff. <laughs> All right. It's the same way I don't like to you like my fiance. Like, yeah, no, that's that's very different. S- saying so? a true fact, which is that you got engaged, is very different from using an ugly French word. <laughs> I mean, I got engaged like a month and a half ago. When does it? I, all the people that I care about knowing, no. I, I actually told the hairdresser that cut my hair the day before I proposed to Jen that I was going to propose to Jen. Same person? No, different oh. person. Oh. <laughs> I just literally, because clearly you don't care about your hairdressers. No, whoever is ready to to cut my hair. You know, as long as you go on Wednesday, we've talked about this. Why are we talking about the Mandela effect? What does that have to do with anything? Harvey well, Weinstein is what we were on. Well, the, because he was bringing in books that, that oh, yeah. were kind Cons- of conspiracy, conspiracy adjacent. Yes, yeah. I see. Anyway, <laughs> So that jogged my memory. And it, it was as good a time as any to talk about that. No, you're absolutely right. I'm glad we went there. I was on a real journey. And I'm glad to know that conspiracy is so rife within our, our <laughs> mutual barbershop. Where we get our hair, hair down. <laughs> Chelsea Peretti's in Nova Scotia. Yeah. I sent you that tweet. Yeah, well, I had seen it this morning. She she had tweeted that she was genuinely looking for ways to ship frozen breast milk. Yes. Like already pre-frozen breast milk Mm -hmm. to Nova Scotia, which I found very curious. Yeah. And she tweeted again that sure enough, she's coming to Nova Scotia. So I had posited that they are filming a movie starring Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson in Yarmouth. Yeah. But those are very dramatic actors. Yeah. I don't think she's going to be in that. I don't know. Unless maybe, does it have anything to do with um, Jordan Peele? No, I don't think so. Doesn't. No, I think I think we'd know about that first. Yeah, you're considering right. Considering how hot he is right now. Yeah. Apparently, Robert Pattinson has been going to like the Boston Pizza fairly often because there's like nowhere to go in Yarmouth, right? Right. So like one of the places he frequents yeah. is the Boston Pizza. Yeah. And he has come to be known as 
the biggest sweetheart at the Yarmouth Boston Pizza. Oh, really? He takes pictures with everybody. They no know his way. order. He, he like he he's a community member of the Yarmouth Boston. That's Pizza. amazing. It makes me really happy. He's really grown on me. Yeah, me too. Ever since watching Good Time and hearing positive stories, I'm fully fully in on Robert Pattinson. I've heard him on a couple of podcasts, and he's kind of like a shy person, but yeah. he's a good artist, and yep. he doesn't he he doesn't he's not like bitchy about the Twilight thing. Like yeah. I think he knows it's not not really high caliber stuff but he's kind of grateful that he got the opportunity i don't know if he'll say either way i I think he'll talk about it pretty openly um right but you have to remember also like the star of those movies was his ex-girlfriend who very publicly had an affair right and so like i I don't know if that's like a pretty prominent part of his twilight memories are his Mm -hmm. like relationship with kristen stewart um but uh, yeah i think they're just like a thing that he did yeah i also um Speaking about someone who kind of has that attitude, I listened to the uh, Rider Strong episode of Raised by TV with Lauren Lapkus and John Gabris. I didn't know there was such a podcast. Yeah, so it's it's mainly about like '90s shows, and um, it's very like nostalgia core. No better uh, guest for such a podcast than Ryder Strong, it, Sean Hunter on was TV's Boy Meets World. Perfect, and yeah. they were like fanboying and girling out about it, and also like you know getting getting cool stories and stuff from him like he he really he didn't think it was super cool and he hated his hair and he like i mean it wasn't super cool you know it's become cool in retrospect because so much so many of us were of a certain age when it was airing yeah uh and then it ran in reruns well he's touching but it's a super corny show he talked yeah he talked about some of the and i haven't watched a full episode in i don't know how long but he talked about a few certain episodes that he thought were like cool versus ones that he's like, I joined a cult in an episode. Yeah. I don't remember this episode. I at can all. tell you the whole damn story. Really? I mean, Sean is always kind of like disenfranchised and like living on the outside and of they society. Were, and they his- were saying like, they, they kind of gave him that role. Like he, he was a kind of serious, like theater actor as a kid and, and wanted to kind of like show his art a little bit more so they started giving him the most dramatic stuff on the show and making his whole arc which was easy to do because he like came from a trailer park and his mom was a deadbeat and and they killed off his dad which was like a reoccurring emotional arc for sean right but the episode where he joins a cult is truly crazy like he's being raised by mr turner who is their high school teacher yeah the cool guy with the motorcycle yeah and he has like a good relationship with mr turner and that's the episode that mr turner gets in the motorcycle accident yeah that's the that's how it kind of all comes to the top so sean is feeling like really uh, really disenfranchised with the world. He doesn't really feel like anybody's there for him. He doesn't really fit in with the Matthews because they're so uh, idyllic and nuclear. Right. And so he joins this club uh, via a girl at school called The Center, I think. It's amazing how much I remember. Okay. And it's just all about how like it's a free of judgment community. And uh, I don't know, uh, Corey and Topanga get really uncomfortable with it and everybody like confronts Sean. <laughs> yeah. And then Mr. Turner gets in a motorcycle accident and effectively is killed off of a show. He's not on the show anymore. He's like, never on the show again. It kind of shows, like, at the end of the show, I remember this part. Yeah. Like, Sean kind of, like, sitting next to Mr. Turner and, like, having his hand, like, on his hand. Right. And yeah, it's kind of implied he doesn't die, but then he's written off the show. Yeah. I know. Dark stuff. God, super dark stuff. What a, what a bad way to Later get in the series, the they made Sean a, like, a poet. Like, his character, like, became, like, a poet. Okay. And he couldn't keep a relationship together. It's actually a very good show. Yeah. If you can get past, like, some of the serious cornball stuff Mm -hmm. that is just not stomachable in, say, Saved by the Bell. Right. There's some really good performing in that show, and it's very charming. They also, he also mentioned the episode, and I remember this one, where he, like, in, like, 20 minutes becomes, like, an alcoholic, and, like, uh, like, he, like... Has his first drink at the beginning of the show. That's a very special episode of Boy Meets World. They both of them get drunk. Both of them get drunk. He does yeah. his hand. I remember he he does his like handstand walk. That was a big yeah. that was a big thing on the show. They didn't bring it up on the on the podcast, but I remember that being a thing that he could do. That was always like super cool. That's right. And yeah. then you're right. He's like drinking at school and stuff. Yeah, and like pushes his girlfriend into a locker. Like gets abusive with his girl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh we had God. to learn very early. It was it was a slippery slope for the hunters. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Anyway, good I character. just thought that was such a good listen for me. Use a mirror, babe. Uh, yeah. Good show. We should do a show show about Boy Meets World. I think we just did. <laughs> oh, God. We, we could. We definitely could. Uh, Andrew Lincoln is leaving The Walking Dead. Yes. Jen told me that tonight. Yeah. Possibly in preparation or subconsciously in preparation for this podcast. Right. She thought I should know. I think that's great. I think it's a wise move. 
It is. Drop it while it's hot. It has so jumped the shark. The shark. Yeah, the shark. Yeah. That's what everybody says. A show that's like really taken it's a sh- really they call sharp. It the shark? No. They take, <laughs> it's taken a really sharp downward spike. Last three seasons, I mean, it just. Yeah. Negan never really panned out to be what he ought to be. He's still doing another season, though. Yeah, a ninth season. And I guess Norman Reedus is, like, negotiating a $20 million contract to be this series lead. Really? Like, I mean, I guess they figure, like, he's the next guy in line to be the lead anyway. Yeah. And so he's he's got his lawyers involved. He wants to get paid. And I would say that Negan did kind of pan out, but they just, they clearly were so horny for him that they didn't know when to discard him. Yeah. They just kept him in it, and it just got. Is he still long. in it? Yeah, I'll give spoilers because it doesn't matter. It's not a show I care about, right. and I don't think it's a show that anyone should care about. And if they care about it, they're already caught up. Well, and if you're going to watch The Walking Dead, you you had that one going already. Yes. Yeah. So basically, they end up like so. Negan kills Carl. Yep. Uh, who's this? Who's That's the, the really gruesome one with the bat. Uh, no, that wasn't the really gruesome one. Oh. Negan doesn't even kill Carl. Carl just dies. Oh. That's, that's kind of the worst part of it. Like, okay. Negan kind of had a soft dead. spot for Carl, and he's like, Rick, this is your fault. Yeah. And, um, Who's anyway. the guy who gets smashed in the face with the bat? That was Glenn. Oh, Glenn. Yeah. Glenn and, uh, what was the other guy? Uh, Gabriel? Okay. Or, like, anyway. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, red hair guy. Mm. And, um, in any case... Negan ends up, uh, where was I going with this? Negan ends up like fighting Rick and Rick is like about to kill him because he's so pissed about Carl. So he like slits his throat. Yeah. And like Negan's like holding his hand over and he's like, there's a doctor nearby and he's like, save him. And everyone's like, no, he has to die. And he's like, no. Negan. Negan's yeah. throat is slit. Negan's throat is slit. Oh, okay. And so the season ended with them kind of like, keeping Negan alive. Like he like wakes up in a bed and they're like, we're not going to give you the satisfaction of dying. You're so gonna he is going to be alive in the new season. I think so. I think yeah. he's going to be like a prisoner in the new season. I mean, they never explained any of his backstory, which is apparently pretty cool. Like he, you know, he was like a gym teacher and like a, his wife died and they just never got to that. Like they right. should have got there a lot sooner. Yeah. they should. But I think maybe they'll explain it next season, which is, Andrew Lincoln's last season, which is totally respectable. He's been on the show for, this will be the 10th? I think his ninth. Ninth season? Yeah, I like, think it's his ninth. Yeah. But, I mean, like, what else does he have waiting for him on the other side? I don't know. I mean, he was in Love Actually. Like, he's a, he's an <laughs> he's an actor. <laughs> he was one of 85 people in, in a romantic comedy 13 <laughs> years ago. I, I feel like he's, like, a serious actor. Yeah, I think he's a good actor. Yeah. But I just hope he can, like, uh, parlay that into a film career or something. Mm-hmm. Hey, he could probably be the lead of, like, yet another drama series on Netflix or something. Yeah. Or he'll just do something with a British accent. Yeah, that's possible. But much like a show we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, Boba Fett movie was announced shortly after we released last week's podcast. So it is happening. It's happening for sure. And the guy that got to write it and direct it is the guy who wrote and directed Logan. So like a lot of people are thinking maybe this is going to be like a really gritty, like Western style Star Wars story, which could be kind of cool. Yep. Um, But on the flip side, speaking of Western Star Wars stories, Solo, which was pretty fun, Mm -hmm. did not perform at the box office like it was expected oh really to. not at all was no. it not number one was deadpool number no one? it was number one okay. but it it uh it was expected to make like 300 million dollars or something it didn't even come close really it'd be fine but where's, uh where's it, it out on rotten tomatoes right now like 70 percent ish yeah uh, i'm not going to give any spoilers uh but it was because you haven't seen it yet i haven't seen it it's it's really fun yeah it is certainly flawed and i kind of thought that I had a good enough attitude about the making of this movie right. that I would be able to enjoy it in spite of its flaws. But you couldn't. There were, there were a couple of things I was just like really struggling with. Really? And, and really it's acting based. Yeah. Like Amelia Clark is just not a good actor. No. No, she's not a good actor. And uh, you know what? Like for all the nice things. I we think see, she's good. In, she like, I think she's good in Game of Thrones. That's funny you say that because a lot of Thrones fans say she's not a good say actor. Say she's not good. Yeah. She's very charming. Like I like her a lot. Yeah. She just doesn't sell this very hollow character in Solo. And as much as we sing Donald Glover's praises, I didn't get his Lando either. It was no. kind of it was kind of caricature-y. Right. And Alden Ehrenreich is Han Solo. He did a good job. His acting was good, but he didn't seem like Han Solo to me. And a lot of people will defend, well, this is pre-jaded and cynical Han Solo. Yeah. That's fine, but I don't really find they 
they do a very good job of getting him there. Right. Like he kind of stays flat through the whole movie. Yeah. So to sum up, it's very fun, but this is no masterclass in filmmaking. Okay. I'll watch it. Yeah. I'll probably still, have you seen Deadpool 2 yet? I'm going this weekend. That's getting very good. Now you had a hot take early on that it wasn't going to be good. Did I say that specifically about Deadpool 2? I think. I think it's just what I, what I said was Deadpool is becoming Jack Sparrow. Yeah, it might have been a combination of things. They put a lot of effort into the promotion of Deadpool, and then it dropped off really sharply. Yeah. Now nobody's talking about Deadpool. Like, I think it made a lot of money, Mm -hmm. but it had a really unfortunate release date, which I think was deliberate. Like, I think they moved it all up. But But it's so... There are certain families who only go to the movies a couple of times a year, and if they already saw Black Panther and Infinity War, they can't afford to go to Deadpool 2 and Solo within six weeks of those movies. Right. What... Can you rank... Solo, Infinity War, and Black Panther? Black Panther with a bullet. Really? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Uh, And Solo, I would only put above Infinity War because I just have a greater affection for Star Wars than I do the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm -hmm. Um, And the entertainment was on par. Like, the action was really good in both movies. But some of the urgency in both of those movies felt a little hollow to me. Like, none of it was really making me go, oh, no! Right. Because... You can't really scare me with Han Solo. Right. Because I already know where it's going. Yep. And with Avengers Infinity War, I won't give any spoilers, but there's a pretty dire uh, ending. Yeah. That is not that big of a deal. It's not no, that big of a no, deal. No, we talked about that. Right. It's like, okay, well, hang on, guys. There's going to be another movie. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, um, enjoy Solo. And I'd be curious to hear what people think if they want to tweet us at Show Show Podcast. But I thought it was like, it was like a B minus Okay. Yeah. Wow. On a, on a Star Wars scale or on a all movie scale? On a Star Wars scale. On a Star Wars scale. Yeah. What would you give an A plus on a Star Wars scale? I mean, Empire Strikes Back. Sure. Right? <laughs> and I think The Force Awakens is really up there too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think it's spectacular. The only other thing I have to say is that uh, finally Bond 25 is confirmed with Daniel Craig and Danny Boyle is going to write and direct this movie. Oh. Which is tight. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Now, Danny re- Boyle's they- a, a guy that's come up so many times. Yeah, I know. Well, like, he within said, the last year. He said about two months ago, if they ask me, I oh, would, dude. of course, say yes. Right. Like, he was very open about wanting to do it. And so I think they were probably just like, well, can we afford Danny Boyle? Because, yeah. like, he is, a, he is a world-class director. Yeah. And so I think that, like, I think that they're smart to really invest in a good writer-director because... Yeah the 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 stream of daniel craig uh bond movies is really uneven yeah and it'd be nice for them to finish off his his tenure strongly well this is great i need to um i need to finish trust that kind of like reminded me of like oh i haven't finished that yet you were so into that i know every every episode i've seen i've really liked but then like barry came along so i had to finish barry season finale of americans is on tonight and it is i'm so excited for series finale series finale I'm so excited for it. Like, I'm not going to be able to watch it tonight. I'm right. going to have to watch it tomorrow. But it has been a 10-episode season, and every episode has been, like, super exciting. Yeah. My folks are really into the Americans. Are, are they? Yeah. I don't think I knew this. They got into it via you. Oh, excellent. Your, your S did it for are, my dad. Are they fully caught up? Oh, yeah. They watched it really fast. They In, like, the last two years, they powered through it. Because oh. we did a show show about the Americans, like, really early on. Yeah. And uh, they heard that podcast, and they're like, oh, maybe we'll watch that. And they bought all the DVDs. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my sister's into it, too. I had no idea. It is said to be one of the best shows on television. Man. And kind of one of the uh, more underrated shows on television. Yes. Like, it's never really in the discussion. Yeah. And yet, they always get nominated for Emmys. Yep. It's extremely uh, celebrated, like, critically. Yeah. But nobody ever seems to say... There's no water cooler talk about the Americans. No, except between me and another lady at work. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's just what I mean, though. It's just kind of like yeah. a, a lot of people's it's a small cooler, little secret. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it's it's finishing strong for everybody. So strong. Like I'm so excited. It can go 18 different ways in the end, and I just have no idea. How Do you agree happen. that Barry has the potential to be Breaking Bad level good? Yeah, I remembered you saying that, and and I will say that the the final episode really threw me for a loop oh my god it was upsetting i was unsettled yeah that's i i don't know if it'll get to breaking bad level because that was like a phenomenon that i don't think we'll experience 
for a long time. I mean, I guess, but you have to remember Breaking Bad did start out as like a black comedy, like a, like a sadistic comedy. Sure. And yeah, it just got well, darker and darker. That was its like whole thing in the first episode. Like that was kind of where they envisioned it being. Yeah, yeah you're right. It could. Yeah. On that logic, it totally could. And the only other thing I wanted to ask you is if you have kept up at all with uh, Cobra Kai. Um, I watched a second I watched the second episode. I watched the second episode, but then that's when they start asking you to pay for it. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Okay, so I only watched the second episode and I watched it after like a late night. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I can find a way to, to get those other episodes. If 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 I have to pay for them, I think I will because I'm really into it. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, the second episode was good too. I kind of forget it because that's how late of a night it was that I was watching. Oh, you and your parties. <laughs> You really play into your character here, man. I know. I'm staying on brand. <laughs> okay. I, I, is it your turn to go first? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Which which of the shows, which of the very British shows hmm. that we covered for this week's podcast would you like to recap for all the people at home or in the gym or in their car? I think I'm going to go with... Okay. I think I'm going to go with Killing Eve. Okay. Because I just think it's a little bit more concise. Yep. I probably do it in 30 seconds recap the first episode of killing eve from bbc america starring sandra O. Oh in three two one go okay so a important person is dead and sandra oh, who works at mi5 and comes over hungover uh learns that uh they need to figure out what's who killed this guy um they she they uh okay can i start over <laughs> You're the worst. I, I, I'm the least concise person. I want it on the record that I have never had to restart my recap. Yeah, we know. <laughs> okay. Okay. You ready now? Okay, wait. Let me just think for a second. Somebody died. Eve works at MI5. Mm -hmm. She's precocious. Okay, I'm good. Her husband okay. has a mustache. Yeah. All right. Three, two, one. Somebody dies. Eve works at MI5. She's precocious. Her husband has a mustache. <laughs> and uh, they find out. Uh, she she, she kind of has a conspiracy about this murder, actually. She finds life a little bit boring. Um, has a hunch that the killer of this person is actually female. Um, turns out to be true when she is uh, in the hospital. She actually encounters this assassin who's a bit of a charming dweeb. Um, and they, she ends up killing the person that she's supposed to be guarding. And she gets fired from the FBI but wants to learn more. Am I fine? Yeah. No, that's pretty good. Um, it, it was interesting to me. And I had a hunch about this. And then I had to double check. Mm -hmm. And sure enough... Eve is also, as revealed, speaking of James Bond, as revealed in Skyfall, the first name of Moneypenny, who started as a desk clerk with uh, Her Majesty's Secret Service oh. and then became a field operative. Wow. So that's just kind of a coincidence. Cool. I thought Sandra Oh was good in this show. Yeah. But her opening shot is her screaming in a night terror. I know. And I was like, this is so Christina Yang on Grey's Anatomy. All she gets hired to do is have meltdowns on stuff. Right. But then you realize, like, she just, was that, do you think that was kind of a parody of it? Because she's Maybe. like, oh, I just woke up and, like, couldn't feel my arms at all. I slept on both my arms. Maybe. It was actually a huge relief, and I was like, oh, that's fine. I thought that, I, I thought it was funny, too. Because I think she's a good actor, but I watched Grey's Anatomy when it was still good. Yeah. And even then, and she was on it for a long time, I I spent a lot of time being like, oh, Christina's losing her shit again. Yeah. She was she was funny in kind of a Grey's Anatomy way too. I thought it was going to be way more serious. Yeah, which I was okay with it not being serious. Like, oh, I appreciated I, that. I, I liked it more because well, it wasn't. it's based on a book, and what I gather is it's like a drugstore paperback called yeah. Codename Villanelle by Luke Jennings. And I think I think that's a series of books about uh, male secret agents. Okay. Uh, I think the assassin might be the same. I think that might be a woman, but I, th I think it's been like heavily modified. In fact, by, by Phoebe Waller bridge. Is that her name? Phoebe, Phoebe Waller bridge who, who plays the, the droid in uh, solo. Oh. Interestingly, she also created and wrote this pilot, uh, killing Eve. Oh yeah. Crazy. So she's kind of having a good time I'm right now. Many talents. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it said it came out in 2016, but it seemed to be having, did it, did the second season just come out or something? must have had a pretty sleepy first season unless that was a like a mislabel maybe yeah maybe it was a mislabel but i like upon a quick wikipedia maybe it just made its way over like 
here it is very british seasons coming out yeah yeah or maybe they just put out the pilot six months before the rest of the show sometimes that happens that could happen yeah in fact i i think it must have the character must have been written for a british person because she occasionally used lines like he's in the loo right yeah uh, well she like i think that's what you have to start doing if you move to the uk like yeah. if you start saying things like oh, i'm going to the washroom then people are kind of like okay but like what about when she says it. she says piss off like piss off is a very British sounding expression. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think she's just maybe, Oh, some, you think maybe she, it's because she's maybe married to this British guy. And no, I just think the character was written for a British person and they just didn't modify anything. Well, they did go to her and ask her to play the part. Mm-hmm. So it's not like she auditioned for it and they were like, ah, you're not British though. And then they liked her. Right. They did go to her and ask, and uh, I almost called her Christina. Um, Sandra O oh was like, fine, this is a really great script. Yeah. What do you want me to play? Somebody in the background? And they're like, no, we sh- you should play Eve. Right. So she's called it the meatiest role of her career. Nice. Yeah. It, it does seem like a good role for her. What about that husband of hers who looks like Sewage Joe from Parks and Recreation? <laughs> Sewage Joe. Yeah. He's got the he he doesn't he looks the least British I've ever seen someone look. Yeah, isn't he the guy in Crashing? The, uh, like hippie brother. No, no. no? Okay. No. He just looked he just like had his hair and mustache like him. Right. Right, so she's she's got a line on this Polish assassin? Yeah. Who's kind of like a red sparrow thing. She's kind of got like a red sparrow vibe. A little bit. Uh, Except she's like super, such a like goof. You're right. She's dorky. She's dorky. Flirting with that older guy. She's flirting. She's like, like joking around. She's getting in casual threesomes. She's yeah, pretending. She's like goofing off by herself, like pretending to be dead on the couch. Yeah, that's right. That (laughs) was very silly. Yeah. What about when she killed that guy by stabbing him in the face? Yeah, that was uh, fucked up. They described that later, like one of the, the investigators described that as professionally murdered. And I was like, that's an expression I've never heard of before. Yeah. Everyone's talking about your bobby pin. She's like, it's okay. I got another one. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of gruesome. They didn't actually show the gruesome uh, angle of it. No, they but didn't. I, but I was scared they would. So I yeah, was like, they did it in kind of fingers. a tasteful way. Well, it's a BBC show. Yeah. They said F words, I guess. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as networky as I expected it to be. Yeah. Did did you like her? Like she was a likable assassin for I like, did, all yeah. the bad things she was doing. Yeah. And then once she encountered Eve, don't you kind of think like, oh, there's a sexual tension there between her and Eve? Yeah. No, I didn't see that. No, I mean, because she's like, you should wear your head down. Actually, I just thought and that was kind of like a sisterhood thing. Oh no, I think I think there's actually going to be like a. There was this weird and the whole like affair thing the yeah. whole like line at the end about like oh you're you're living kind of a boring life. I love that line. Yeah. I, your your husband thinks you're having an affair. They always think you're having an affair before you're a secret agent. Right. I thought that was that was on Petunia from Harry Potter by the way. I always thought that I I definitely thought that was a great line. Yeah. Um I did want to mention that weird moment where she compliments her hair in the bathroom. It's <laughs> like the previous scene. She's like telling her boss, I won't get caught. He's like, you're going to get caught. She's like, I won't get caught. Yeah. And then she has this like really awkward encounter with Sandra Oh in the bathroom. Who's and then an she, stare, she stares at her and then she gives her like this weird compliment. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you're going to get caught. And so quickly, I guess, kills like four people or maybe she killed them like that quickly in advance. Maybe she very quietly killed those people. Yeah. So Sandra Oh gets fired at the end. Yep. And then you kind of wonder, like, what's supposed to happen moving forward? Like, I wonder the same thing. What's, what's going to bring them? Obviously, she's going to meet this assassin at one point. Or maybe she just gets obsessed by Well, it. she gets fired, but then she kind of gets covertly rehired. Does she get covertly rehired? I think so. Or was it kind of like, I think you've got the right stuff? Um, yeah, I think on Petunia was like, you're smarter than he gives you credit for. And I think we're going to work this out. Oh, okay, cool. That's I kind of missed how... that line. I was watching with Jen. She was saying some stuff. I was in and out of... I was missing lines for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Did okay. you like the show? I did like it. I did too. Yeah. It's, it was a good watch. Yeah. I wasn't expecting a lot. I thought we both thought it was going to be kind of networky and shitty. I definitely thought that. I kind of thought that it was on like ABC. Yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was a Shonda show. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty good. It was good. Yeah. It's, good, good music. Felt kind of cool. Oh, when they kill that person and then there's that like loungy song and it's like, I had to kill you. Yeah. I thought that was a sick song. And, and it just, even the opening scene where it's showing her staring at a little girl, it's just kind of showing how insane this assassin is. 
Oh um, yeah. And it's just her little girl, her little girl. Having and the a little staring girl's contest kind of the little like girl. smiling and she yeah. gets up and just as she's walking by casually just knocks the kid's ice cream over on like clearly on purpose, but just has an smears the I ice cream all over this kid. About her. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that scene. Yeah. I thought this, that was cool. This assassin character should be developed more. She should not be uh hastily killed off. I wanna see this character turned into a person. I think she's like the other half of the show. She should be. Yeah. Yeah. Like on all of the, on all of the like, like movie, like I want to say posters, all of the PR that they're using for it. It's her holding Sandra O's head. Oh, like almost in like a chokehold, but almost in kind of like a, I've got, I'm all over you kind of thing. Well, we can't take lightly that the show is called killing Eve. So presumably this, I don't know her name, but she's, she's going to, spend the series trying to chase Eve. Yeah. How is Eve going to ward off this professional assassin? I mean, who knows? Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. Maybe they kill her husband. Oh, no. I like that guy. I like Sewage Joe. I like him, too. Yeah. He's I do good. give it my ass. It's a fun show. I give it my ass, for it's sure. It's kind of cool. Yep. Yeah. Watch watch uh, Killing Eve. Watch Killing Eve. It's, um, how could I describe? It's a BBC show. BBC does well with their shows. Yeah, that's true. You know? Speaking of her husband, Nico was his name. Nico. When she described how she would kill him, she yes. just like casually asked him, like, if you had to kill me, how would you kill me? And he's like, oh, I don't know. You're so pretty. And she was like, if I had to kill you, I would melt you. Yeah. yeah. Blend you. Right. Bring you to work in a flask and flush you down a restaurant toilet. Yes. Why would she bring him to work in a flask? Was that just like a badge of a, a like like a pride thing? No, I think like a flask is designed to be hidden like it's you can transport it into a place and, and nobody and will. then just eventually flush it down a restaurant toilet yeah so i was like why wouldn't you just go to the restaurant first i don't know <laughs> why was the work part of i anyway. think the, i think the point was just like this is part of my routine and I, yeah. I know how to do this without getting caught right but he is not troubled enough by that monologue no <laughs> he's like oh good talk supper's oh, yeah. ready that's right and she's like "Ooh, supper i have to go trim my mustache yeah yeah all right, I'm going to recap the first episode of Michael C. Hall's new Netflix show. It is called Safe. I'll go on go. You'll go when I tell you to go. Okay. Right. In three, two, one, go. Michael C. Hall is a surgeon in the UK. He has teenage daughters, and we open on a funeral where he seems to have let the family down, and his daughters are mad at him. Uh, he uh, works a lot, and uh, his oldest daughter has a really shady boyfriend who goes out to a party where there's like lots of drugs. And then the next morning, Michael C. Hall realizes his daughter never came home. So he goes on a wild goose chase across all of his community trying to find uh, all of his daughter's friends who he's never met before and boyfriend to figure out where she might have gone. And certainly a lot of those friends are lying to him. Yes. Very good. Yeah. And at the end, you kind of realize that like, there's definitely been a murder that's happened somewhere, but not necessarily with her. Yeah, but the guy who turns up dead in the end is the boyfriend, right? The guy who's in the freezer? Dude, I didn't think it was the boyfriend. Oh. Jen thought it was the boyfriend, for sure. Oh. I just thought it was another guy. But Why it didn't it look a, like the boyfriend. Why would it be another like, guy? I don't know. It just looked like he had like dark hair. Maybe it was the boyfriend. So like this is one of the but friends. The this is the friend who is throwing the party. Sia. Sia. <laughs> she lies. And she also seems to know she's like she goes outside and she like stares bleakly at her her pool shed yeah like maybe there's a body in there right the pool shed and it's kind of like yeah and then her dad he's like weird he's yes. kind of he's like kind of pushy and kind of rude but he's pretty nice to michael c hall yeah uh he's the one who has the body in the freezer right so he's fibbing also yes so you know maybe the daughter is out because she killed this guy well, it would be a bummer if the daughter's dead. Like Jenny is her yeah, name. Yeah, I, I don't think she could be dead. I don't think Jenny's dead, but is she is she kidnapped somewhere? I don't know. And I was like, why is the show called Safe? Is the whole thing about finding the daughter? Finding her safe? You're right, though. I, I mean, you know how I am about titles. Yeah. That is a terrible title. Right. I, I didn't think that was a... You know, even if, like, in the first episode, they said something like, you know, this is the, the best place you could live. Like, nothing... That ever happened? It's to safe you. in this community. I, I, yeah, without even saying the the title, <laughs> it would have been like, okay, I kind of get it. Yeah. Um. Also, like, okay, so obviously they're going to develop it more, and it's it's kind of a weird format because the 
you can't just binge all of them at the same time. No, they're putting them out weekly on yeah, Netflix. Yeah, I think they're putting two out That's cool. every week. Yeah. I like it. Um, but, and I like Michael C. Hall's British accent. I think he does a good job. Seriously, like, I had to double check, like, hang on, is this just a guy who does a really good American accent? Because you know how Brits doing American accent is way more common than the other way around? Yeah. I had to check. He's, like, from Raleigh, North Carolina. And honestly, when he does his american accent in dexter yeah it almost sounds like he's being like a he's like i don't know about this one because he has like yeah. a weird he's got, serial killer has voice. A weird, yeah like a, yeah. a weird lilt um but yet no he's he's faking a british accent and doing a great job and yeah. this is exactly the kind of role that you need to take after doing dexter true where it's something so different that's why i think andrew lincoln should do something like this next but like as a surgeon yeah. michael c hall still gets to wear rubber gloves Oh, that's true. I don't know if I love that. Hmm. Kind of interesting. A little on the nose. Also still digging inside bodies. Yeah. 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 But it's kind of the other side. We've seen him with bodies on operating tables. I I found him, like towards the end of it, he was like freaking out, really worried about his daughter, which makes sense. But I found for like the longest time, he wasn't nervous enough. Considering the text messages he had seen, where it seems like maybe like a suicide happened or something. The thing I thought was crazy was he went into work. Yeah. Like the next, like... So the daughter's missing. He like looks around for her for the he day. He performed a surgery. And then he goes in. Yeah. And it's like <laughs> showing him like, I guess you're supposed to think he's pensive about yeah. the potential murder. Are you distracted, doctor? Yeah. No, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. Scalpel. Yeah. My daughter's probably dead in a dumpster somewhere, but yeah. I'm okay. I'll deal with that later. I, um, Leave it at home. Yeah. What, what, what other notes do you have there? Um, I find that these, uh, these mystery shows where the detectives find some kind of... Uh, plot turning piece of evidence in the background of some facebook photos yeah like there's like oh there's lots of photos on facebook of this high school party even though nobody in high school uses facebook these days what's that in the background oh that's jenny getting into a car jenny in a car i think they overestimate how much youth are chronicling their lives and how much you capture in a photo yeah like okay that was that that was someone was just taking a photo inside of like like outside of a house where cabs were coming to pick people up maybe I don't right know. that probably would have been snapped and it would be gone yeah and that's like a that's i'm picking nits but and saying. it was like his friend so yeah maybe she did murder the guy and then well he probably tried to assault her or something and she killed him and then sia and her dad helped her cover it up yeah what did you think about like the whole i like i don't know if if he was in a, the the show starts with them at a funeral because the oh yeah, mo- the mother had died like I think two years earlier. Right, but then they kind of do like a flashback thing where it's not clear if that funeral was the mother's or Ju- or uh, Jenny's, or if that was just kind of like he was remembering the mom's funeral because it appears Jenny might be dead. I think he was just remembering the mother's funeral. He says to his daughter, "I'm sorry," and she's like, "No, you're not." Or Is something. It, isn't Jenny the one? Like, maybe I thought it was the other daughter. No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, so yeah, you, you don't know the kind of the circuit. Well, yeah, she was given a 60% chance of living and in the show it shows he was like at a bar after work or something. And the daughter calls and was like, you gotta fucking get home. Like I've been trying to get a hold of you. And then he gets home and she's like, where the fuck were you? Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm like, is he supposed to like, she blames him for his mom's death. Her mom's death? Yeah, I don't know. She was... Well, there you go. Like, he's a surgeon. I hope they're not going to tell us the story about how he did the operation. Oh, no. No, that can't be. Definitely not. No, that can't be. Yeah, if he's like an oncology surgeon, it'll be a little... It was also a weird B storyline about, like, this other family where, like, they're out having brunch or whatever, and they're just fighting like crazy, and it's horrible. Well, wasn't that the, the... That was... The other family was the... The family the the murdered kid was in. Oh, was it? Yeah, that was the same guy. That guy who the dad says we're getting a divorce to yeah. is the guy in the freezer. Yes. Well. Oh shit. Well, sorry. That's based on the logic that that he's the boyfriend of the girl. Was he the boyfriend though? Yeah, they were like seeing each other. What's weird about this? Like, we we don't seem to have like down pat at all what happened in this right. show. I actually enjoy the show a lot more than Killing Eve. Oh, really? Yeah. I was just okay with it. Really? Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not completely on board with it yet. Okay, but although what is I, it missing for you? Um, 
I don't know. It was a whole lot of... I, I'm trying to think of what I like about mysteries. Like, what was that BBC show that I really liked last year? And I was like, no, I'm on it. There was two different seasons, and I was, like, really into it. Just because it had really high ratings on um, Rotten I don't, Tomatoes. I don't know. Not the OA. That was no, a Netflix no, show. No, no, no. This yeah. was one that, like, no one had watched, but I just kind of found it. And it was a right. really good show. Um, and I really liked that. But I, I don't know if it's... I, I feel like there's too much like high school drama in it. I'm okay with the high school drama. Yeah. What I don't like is what reminds me of like really soapy uh, CW shows. That's that's kind of what I'm, I think what's turning me off about it. Well, a plot device they use in those shows that's it really just like generates the plot for as many seasons as they fucking want. Yeah. Is let's not tell adults. Right. When they would tell adults. Yeah. You know, so like there's this like he's trying to track down this kid, Ewan. Yeah. He chases Ewan for like three blocks and it's never clear why Ewan ran. Right. So like yeah, why are, why are we telling all these lies? Yeah. And so like when you have this many lies in episode, excuse me, in the, in episode one. Uh, it sets you up to just not believe anyone in the whole, you're like, am I just supposed to be guessing the whole show? Am I Michael C. Hall? And yeah. Everyone else is lying to me. Yeah. You know? I mean, I guess it's similar to, it's. The show that I think it's most similar to is maybe like Big Little Lies. I I guess except for that like the the subject matter is entirely different. Like this is not a show about spousal abuse. Well, I mean, was that really the entire subject matter or what, it, it was it was really about a murder? Well, no, I think on a greater like level I think the main theme of Big Little Lies is what's happening behind closed doors. Sure. Like in like a perfect idyllic little community. Right. Which I mean a lot of shows are about. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of the Desperate Housewives formula. Yeah. Desperate Housewives was a category on Jeopardy yesterday. Really? Yeah. The show had a moment, but it like... really had a big it moment. It was not good. No, I know. No, but it was big. Yeah. Nominated for a bunch of Emmys. Um, will you watch more of this show? It's on Netflix. It's accessible. I kind of think I would. Like, if, if Becky watched the first episode this evening, like she said she might while we're recording the podcast, I'd definitely be curious to see what happens next. You know what's funny is I, I'm like kind of shitting on it. And I don't know if I give it my ass, but we finished it and Jen was like, I think I want to watch another episode of that. And I was like, yeah, I'd watch it. I don't profess for it to be like the best thing I've ever seen or whatever, but like it had enough for you. And in fact, maybe killing Eve was a better script, but I'm just more interested in where Jenny is Mm -hmm. than what's going to happen with Eve and that assassin lady. I think it's because I, I appreciate the, like the incredible a little bit more. Like, the story of like an assassin um, being kind of likable and goofy and an MI5 agent kind of like becoming obsessed with her and yeah. possibly liking her and maybe like even getting romantically involved or planting that seed. It's so such a insane plot yeah, that it's just more original. It is unlike me to be more inclined to like the one that has no laughs than the one that's kind of quirky. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't have a lot of laughs. No, not a lot of laughs. I also don't really know where we're going to go next. No. Like, unless this, like, whole scheme is going to get deeper and deeper. Like, the whole town's in on it? (laughs) I guess, yeah. He also doesn't have the face of a British person. Like, you look at him and you're like, that's an American face. You think so? Yeah. Oh, I kind of see some bread in there. I think he's doing a good job. Yeah. And I'm glad he's working. Yeah. I'm glad he's healthy too because he had cancer there, right? Oh, right. Yeah. Is he still married to his girl who was the, the co-star on his show, who was a stepsister on his show? I don't know. On <laughs> Dexter? That was, that was so weird to me. The whole Dexter thing was so weird to me. It just really jumped the shark. Yeah. It's it's not, you know what? It's It's less weird for your wife to play your sister than for your sister to play your wife. That's right. A wise man once said that. <laughs> I think uh, that was I think that was name? Mandela, but I might be misremembering. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good pull. So last week we talked about how Will Smith is getting back into music. Mm-hmm. And we were like, that's dumb. He wasn't that good at it. Yep. And then the next morning you inboxed me that Instagram that went like crazy viral last yeah. week of Will Smith rapping pretty well. He's like, I got so much money that I'd probably kill a stripper. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like amazing, yeah. but it's more than you expect of Will Smith these days. Right. That's true. Do you think someone wrote that for him? Yes. We were I talking do. about this. Yes, like, I do. It was just totally definitely right. think it was ghostwritten. Totally right. It's just about like, I'm a movie star and I can't yeah. believe I'm rapping. Yeah. 
yeah, people don't understand how successful I am. But yeah. he addresses the whole, he's addressing like all of the things we talk about. Like, does he have multiple wives? Yeah. Is he cheating? He's like, quit it with all the divorce rumors. It's pretty like, upfront. But like, right. why do you, why do you have to rap to be honest? Fresh? Like, why can't you? Fresh. <laughs> why can't you just like be open as he is? He's the most open person. In- I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, how can, how long can we keep this going? We're going to need to start. I think we should just start making up fake stories. That's funnier. Of things that we like, like, man, a bulldozer the other day. <laughs> Wrecking, as long Wrecking as ball. Un, as long as it's understood in the context of parody and we don't get sued for defamation or something. I say we start doing it. All Let's right. start making them up. All right. We, it's I, on the record. Yes. Anything we say about Will Smith should be taken with a grain of salt. His, his rap <laughs> has swayed us. <laughs> to think that he actually may be trustworthy, right? To the point that we gotta, we gotta change up our stories. Never trust Will Smith. Never trust Fresh. <laughs>